before we begin, we did want to say that there is a trigger warning. We'll be talking about touchy subjects of mental health, such as eating disorders, suicide, depression, and sexual assault. Please proceed with your own caution. What's up, I'm Andy. I'm Caitlin. Hey, I'm Emma. This is Health Demic, our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. I think I'm a little bit stressed due to, like, madrigals and the performance that we have on Friday. Most of us don't know the words to any of our music. We had a 10 to 3 today, but, you know. Wait, don't you have a performance tomorrow and Thursday? I mean, Friday? No, just just Friday. Oh. So that's our first performance on the 26th. We get to ride in a ferry boat down the river walk in public. Wow. Yeah. That's really fancy. On it. I yeah. know, it's really cute. <laughs> that's actually really cool. I didn't yeah. I didn't know that they had a ferry boat in public. Really? You know, like the river walk? No. You the, don't know about the, the little pontoon no. boats? Nope. Oh, yeah. No, they're really cool. That's cool. Yeah, so I we get to do that, that in our dresses, and it's going to be really pretty. Yeah. But we also get to perform for a bunch of people, that's too. That's really so. cool. I mean, it's crazy that, like, literally right after Thanksgiving, we're like, Christmas! <laughs> but, like, you know. Like yeah. I mean, at least they wait until Thanksgiving passes, you know? Yeah. The, the first one. And yeah. It's like, and there's, like, fireworks and stuff like that. It's like a big Christmas wow. starter. And I'm like, this is... One day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's actually, that's really cool, though. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Because I just remember being Downtown in Pueblo. Yeah. I just remember being in elementary Six school. Six baby. <laughs> <laughs> come. <laughs> please, please cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember in elementary school, like, them walking down the aisles and singing a bunch. And I remember thinking, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's, like, it's completely different. It's a lot yeah. more than just singing on a stage mm-hmm. and dancing. We had to do a bunch of choreography today for yeah. uh, one of our songs, and it's so complicated but it's really not <laughs> it's just coordination yeah <laughs> so it stresses me out emma how are you uh, i'm doing pretty good uh very happy lately because i don't have to work uh i have to go back to work on friday which kind of sucks you know right after thanksgiving after that food coma yeah. but uh <laughs> definitely very nice having these couple of days off especially working on all this it's helping not stress me out that's so good yeah. how are you doing at school um, that is definitely a very large stressor. Uh, I'm yeah. doing moderately okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely could be doing better. Yeah. Definitely not doing as bad as I was, though. So that is good. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Keelan, how are you doing? Um, I'm okay. I'm yeah. I'm stressed out a little bit. <laughs> just a smidgen. Why, why are you stressed out? Um, I had an impulsive thought about moving to the UK recently. <laughs> yeah, and you tried to bring me on it. Yeah. You were like, Andy, you also want to go to the UK? You also don't like America? Let's do it. I don't know if you actually want to do it, but uh, I would. I would be d- very down to do it. But I. I feel like like once it like actually hits, you're gonna be like, ooh, I don't know, Caitlin. <laughs> no, I would. I would. I think I could do it. I think as long as I got like a companion to do it. Like if I did it by myself, probably would not have the confidence. Yeah. That's I very horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I like think that's terrifying. It's just me, actually doing it sounds great, but also telling my parents is gonna be really really stressful. Have you not told your parents yet? I have not. No. Ooh. Not at all. Yikes. <laughs> I haven't even brought it up because they want me to go to college here for a year and then do like another actual like like oh. community college first for an entire year huh. and then actually go to legitimate college. Okay. And I really don't want to do that. That's crazy. I want to go to actual college instead of community college here mm-hmm. in town. Yeah. yeah. That's whack. So I don't think, I don't know how bringing up moving to an entire thinking about the future scares me yeah. so I'm, I'm i don't even know how you're moving doing that. yeah moving into a, a whole other continent i don't know how they're gonna feel about that but we'll see <laughs> speaking of the future definitely scary situations completely forgot about this up and trying to block it out my mind um but my dad is leaving me yeah moving to tennessee, to tennessee. Yeah. yeah wow um, how, how's that uh it's kind of i you know he's a very impulsive man 
Yeah, he likes to move. He doesn't like to really stay in one place. Not like in a rude way to him. He just doesn't really like. Yeah, he likes to explore, you know. Um, but definitely. So I don't want to move. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you yeah. just know that. Um, you just got comfortable here. Exactly. I just settled in here, so I don't want to move somewhere else and then just have to restart all over again. Mm-hmm. So I am planning on moving in with my sister. Uh, we're gonna go get a house together here in town, and uh, I'm gonna be. 18, owning yeah. a house, man. So is your is your dad, like, selling the house that you guys, or, or do you own it? Like, do you make mortgage payments on it, or is it just... We have a mortgage. Okay. But mm. Yeah, I was like, you guys can't handle it, I assume. It's a lot, unless you're going to... Yeah, that it's it's also <laughs> way too big. It's a four-bedroom, two-bathroom house, yeah. and it yeah, just it's be a, the it's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> unless me and Caitlin are also moving in, I don't think we need it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, that would be a terrible idea. Yeah, it would be yeah, like know. the worst idea ever. I think yeah, you'd ever because have. I I love you guys, but I don't I don't think I could be around you constantly. No, <laughs> Caitlin not. also moved to the UK with me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's different. I think, I think that it is different. It is different. It's nice and it's less controlling mm-hmm. of an yeah. environment than here in town where I'm constantly being bombarded with. Yeah, I exactly. Get that. I get that. I yeah. get where you're going. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we want to start on our topic of today. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about our personal experiences with mental health and how it's impacted us over time. Okay. So one thing I think that we could start with and that we all relate to is that we have a different level of trauma, each one of us. Mm-hmm. That is something that I genuinely find so crazy. You know, we all had like very different upbringings, but we can all yeah. like relate to so many things just from how like we experience those things and how they like, mm, quote unquote, messed with our brain. Yeah. So for me personally, I definitely have like trauma from my childhood just for how my mom acted and a lot of the things that she did, uh, as well as like with some things my dad did. But my mom was very physically abusive to my dad, as well as mentally abusive to my sister and I. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those things just stick with you, uh, especially seeing them at such a young age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you did your mom ever do anything to you guys or anything like that? No, definitely. Uh, so. She would always, like, threaten us and stuff like that, Mm. Uh, but thankfully she was never actually physically abusive to us. She just made, like, a lot of uh, rude, like, body-shaming comments and things like that, Yeah, Did that ever change anything about you, like, what you think about your body and stuff? Those things definitely, like, do stick with me, and I've had conversations with my sister, and she said the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it kind of, like, body dysmorphia in a way, so it's like I see myself and I'm always like, ooh, girl. Like, and I just think about the stuff she said. Yeah, exactly. That stuff that she said, I just, like, look at myself and, like, even some of those things weren't too long ago. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man. So it's still happening now? Yeah, every every now and then. Like, she's changed a lot, uh, especially since we moved out here and, like, we're away from her. Uh, I think she's kind of, like, grown up mentally in a sense. But yeah, definitely uh, from time to time she said some, she says some sideways stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think body dysmorphia kind of just stays with you. Um, I can kind of relate to that with, like, my mom. She was really mentally abusive. It's like my dad and I. Um, I know, she just she's just turned stuff around and made herself the victim. She was extremely narcissistic with yeah. that. And she was, I know, she was not a good person. Like, my parents got divorced when I was five, so I didn't have her around in the household a bunch. But mm-hmm. whenever I went to visit her, it was always, like, her victim blaming. And, yeah, like, her so just... Like so, like, would you say that she uh, would, like, gaslight you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was it only when she was drunk or, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was... She. W- well, I mean, 
Was she drunk 24-7 or like... um, When I was five, it wasn't as bad as it got during like the, like more years. I don't know how to explain it, but it got a lot worse when I got older and, you know, obviously it (laughs) it really changed (laughs) her, but yeah. Uh, Just out of curiosity, do you think that she like ever tried to change to like maybe mend your guys' relationship? Or oh, like definitely, yeah. She went to rehab uh, uh, for like just once or like a lot times. of times. Okay, and then but she never she never completed an, like an entire year or oh. like however long she went in for. Like she never did that. Yeah, she's so also in jail for a year supposedly, and she wasn't. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you? How do you think all those things like affected your guys' relationship? Um, it was, it's tough to say because she just, I felt really not close to her, but at the same time, she was my own mother figure that I could look up to. So it was really difficult looking at her and thinking, oh, like this is normal, but also talking with other friends and thinking like, wow, I I want their life instead of mine because they have it so much easier than me. So I get that. Did you ever like seek like a mother mom? Not like seek, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Of course I did. I mean, but I don't know when when my stepmom came into the picture. It it helped me a lot because I was like around that age, you know, like the puberty, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't have a mother figure really in my yeah. life to like tell me how to do things and yeah. tell me help me. So she yeah. helped me a lot. Um, but it's it's definitely influenced my life and how I yeah. was brought up because I was I was brought up by my dad. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I'm, I'm very yeah. I'm very tomboyish with things <laughs> <That's> and <okay. laughs> and I'm not into like all this like makeup and like pretty things. I think. But I don't know. I feel like that's who you are. Type yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I I learned more of and that from as my a dad. Society, it's like became more acceptable. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. <laughs> middle school, <laughs> they mm-hmm. were like makeup, and that's if you didn't have a cake face, you weren't popular. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I but I I definitely got bullied for being a tomboy and not super girly when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. What about anything? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny because you guys both have uh, mommy issues and I have uh, dad issues. Um, so for me, my dad was very abusive in Florida to, um, he started like hitting us and then, um, my mom kind of stepped into the photo and was like, actually like you can, you can hit me, but like, don't hit my kids. She was very protective of us, but she stayed in the situation for a very long time, but we never really noticed anything like that. Cause we just, you know, we were kids. We were like five. We don't really like see the whole picture. So what ended up happening is, is my mom actually packed up one day and she moved to Colorado we moved to Florence, and that's when we met my stepdad. Yeah. So. Did that have, like, an impact on you ever, like, seeing, like, the difference between, like, Ryan, your stepdad, and your dad? Oh, yeah, was for sure. It, was it a different lifestyle? Like, how did that... Um, at that time, me, like, my family and Ryan were kind of at the same level of, like, uh, like jobs and also, like, money. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know how to... Salary. That's yeah. what I mean. Um, but they were at the exact same point. So I feel like our families were really close together so like the difference between my dad he was he was money hungry the whole entire time in florida and all he cared about was a job and he didn't really ever connect with us yeah but um with ryan he was like he brought us pizza rolls and stuff like that and i remember i lost my first or not my first tooth but one of my teeth and he was like so excited for me and i remember looking at him like it's a tooth <laughs> <laughs> but like you know he tried to get me pumped up because he was trying to live my childhood that's you know, really and make cool it happy again though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but my dad's, my dad's changed a lot. Like he's, he's not the same person he was. I mean, there are times where like, um, I feel like he doesn't know what he's talking about type of thing, but he's changed a lot to where he's like trying to support us more and try to see us more. Yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always really good. It's a good thing that he's trying to make an effort to connect to you guys. Yeah. 
Um, so how did you feel at first when Ryan like came into your guys' life? Oh, um, I don't know. I think, I think I was in love with him because I was seeking another like dad type of thing. So I was perfectly fine with him. I remember my brother hated him to death. <laughs> I remember they got in fights all the time. Um, but Katie was also pretty okay with him. I think Katie was like the mutual one. But everybody else kind of liked him. Obviously, my mom loved him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, I hope. <laughs> you know, they're married. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so no, I, I think that um, I liked him a lot when he came into my life. I think that's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so did the quarantine affect you guys at all? It affected me, like, a lot. <laughs> um, I was quarantined for an entire year. I never got COVID, but I was just in my house for an entire year with not a yeah. lot of social interaction, so it was really difficult coming back from a year of just nothing. Yeah. What would you say, um, other than the isolation, was the hardest thing for you? Like, just coming back. Actually coming back into society, because from what I was thinking the entire time, I was reliving those things that happened an entire year ago, and to bring it back, talking yeah. to those people that I knew a year ago and not seeing them for that long, it was really awkward because they remembered things, but I didn't. And they were talking yeah. about all these things that they experienced while I was sitting here a year apart. Like I, I feel yeah. like I'm a year behind yeah. everybody. Like were, you, were you allowed to like go out of your house at all, like on walks or anything no. like that? <laughs> well, okay. I mean, yeah, but it, we never did. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot different for you because most people are like, oh yeah, I went on hikes and stuff like no, that. Even no, if I, I was, I, I was, know. I was in my living room just sitting, watching Netflix for like a whole entire year watching yeah. Dylan grow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, it. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much my enjoyment or entertainment. That was my responsibility during that entire like time spanned and it, it sucked because yeah. I was isolated. I didn't, obviously I talked to people and like, I talked to you guys. And yeah. You like texted and called and stuff like that. And we played like, Among yeah, but it, it wasn't like, it wasn't the same as actually interacting well, face yeah. to face. Obviously yeah. like, you know, you're not going outside, you're, you're not hum- like seeing things and a lot changes in a year, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I could definitely understand how you would feel behind. Yeah. And I yeah. was, I was worried about like how people would also see me because mm-hmm. like I, I gained so much weight during the pandemic. I like, feel like that's understandable though. Like, like that's yeah, but th- but then again, it was also like a year of just not seeing anybody. So I was worried about what if they think I changed? What if they think I did yeah. this and that? I was really, really insecure about myself. But now being out more, it's a lot better than it was. So mm-hmm. yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, Emma, what about how quarantine affect you? Um, I'd say quarantine affected me like in a couple different ways. Um, one thing, like when it all first started up, I was actually visiting my mom in Georgia, and fun fact, Denver was like closing down. Uh, that's when all that was happening, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to fly in the day that they were like, "We're closing down Denver," and we were like, "Haha, we're gonna be stuck here in Georgia." And I had to go back to school. Um, I didn't have my school stuff or anything with me, you know. So that was something that was like very scary. Yeah. Um and wait, then wait, so you were you were stuck in Colorado or or Georgia during the pandemic? I didn't get stuck there, but I was in Georgia and Denver was supposed to close, so oh, okay. I wasn't going to be able to fly back. Um and then I'd say definitely something that like really affected me was the whole schooling situation uh because I was already in online school, uh but then I was trying to make the transition to public school again because mm-hmm. the online school wasn't working for me. Uh, but then once I got back a month later, we went back into online school, which was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
get that. Was that was that scary for you, like being in Georgia? Like, how how long did you stay in Georgia for? Um, I think it was uh my sister and I and a friend, which really sucked because my friend you know has a family out here, and mm-hmm. but we were down there for about a week and a half, I think. Okay, so it, it it wasn't like like two or three months, but it was just it was a little bit. No, wait, yeah, no, we were down there for a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I have a horrible memory. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that was that scary though? Like, did that give you any like anxiety with that? That definitely made me very anxious, especially because um, I felt really bad for my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought like she was gonna hate me. Or, like, not, like, my family or something because, like, it's our fault that we didn't leave sooner or, like, book the tickets yeah. sooner. Yeah. So yeah. Um, have you guys ever had any experience so with anxiety? So, I have generalized like anxiety, so I feel like I struggle a lot with it. Um, actually, one of my main places that I have anxiety is um, Encore. I sing in front of everybody, and I sit in the front row, and so I'm terrified that all the people behind me are just, like, judging me a lot. <laughs> But I also uh, deal with anxiety with, like, um, friends and making new friends. So that's why I only have, like, three really close friends. But I don't want to make more friends because I feel like if they stop being friends with me, I feel like that I did something wrong. And so I feel like I'm the bad person. But, Caitlin, do you deal with any anxiety at all? I do a little bit. Um, so kind of going back to the isolation thing, I again, I didn't talk to anybody. So me coming back into society gave me extreme social anxiety. Yeah, it was really bad in middle school as well. Though I would just constantly worry about like what people were thinking about me, what mm-hmm. if they were judging me, if I did this or if I did that. Like that was really where like things started to come into play, and you th- you think about the world and how the world views you. Cause yeah, as like a kid, you're like, no, it's fine. You're really really carefree. That's mm-hmm. not how it was in middle school. Yeah, and then isolation happened, and it got even worse. But now I'm now I I don't know how. I came out of it. I just really matured. <laughs> yeah. And it's not as bad as it was, but I used to like genuinely have yeah. panic attacks every now and then and just like shake, like physically shake. And I didn't like it. <laughs> it was not are fun. Y- are you an introvert or an extrovert? Both. <laughs> yeah. I so am an like omnivert, I think that's what it's called. I don't, that's, I don't know. That's me. I feel like being an in, like an extrovert kind of and also having social anxiety just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not an extrovert. What about you, Emma? Are you an extrovert or introvert? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I feel like you're just an introvert that's confident. You are, you're, 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 you're <laughs> yeah, you're, you're very, you're very like people person. You just know how to talk to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're somebody that's awkward, but you're confident with your awkwardness. Yeah. Can That's I okay. touch on that a little bit? When I was quarantined, I kind of started thinking, like, I'm, I took a lot of things for granted. 
like mm-hmm. especially talking with people like I just didn't get out there and I think that's one of the things that also helped me with my anxiety was just opening up more because I didn't care anymore like I I wanted to talk to people because I took it for granted so much in quarantine uh-huh. and like coming out of it I was like I I need this interaction like I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna get anywhere without it so did you ever experience any like realization uh for me I think I realized uh, when I was in a toxic relationship when I got out of it my anxiety like felt a lot better like so emma would introduce me to new people and i would be like oh hey what up like i would be so much fluent with it because i wouldn't have to worry about if i should be friends with them or not because with my ex you couldn't like do that that's, like a, that's a really good way to put it you were really fluent with it i like that it, that's, that's <laughs> really nice to say <laughs> what do you mean i don't know like like you're fluent just, and you're fluent. it's a nice way like you know like you're fluent you you felt it's basically like it feels like you know you're telling us you felt comfortable like you felt normal again Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so another realization i had was with um being quarantined like about five times last year um for school and being at close contact uh i ended up realizing that when i stop like doing something my brain realizes how much is wrong with me and i'm like oh i have a lot of depression and i have a lot of anxiety so like i realize there's a lot more going on than what I think there is, because if I just keep doing something, I distract myself all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys do that. I feel like it, yeah, I feel like it just, like, escalates more often when you think about it, and it's just, yeah, definitely. That's something that, like, when you were talking about being isolated and everything, that's all my brain could go to, is, like, because I know that at nighttime, you know, when I'm, like, in my room and, like, you guys are gone and everything, <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, God, man why do I suck? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, damn, I'm the coolest person on the face of this planet. Yeah. Let's go get this bread. And then like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand how like at night, you know, like I'm alone and just how like our brains when we're isolated, it's just, works. There's, we there's, can actually there's definitely like some science to that. I think it's like where like when you're alone and it's like dark, I feel like your energy just goes, pew. Yeah, and you just you become more like in your shell. Yeah. But when you're but it, when it when it's like daytime and you're like you're awake and you feel pumped, it ju- it gets better. We're pack animals, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're all mammals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, your yeah, your me- your mentality is a weird thing. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Science. Does anyone? Explain it. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone? <laughs> Psychologists. <laughs> Probably. Freud. Where you at, oh, okay. Freud? <laughs> <laughs> so, coming back to the topic of isolation. Definitely, I feel like something that goes along with that, you know, being in your head and in your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure at one point all of us have definitely experienced suicidal thoughts or just feeling low like that, you know? For me, like, um, when I was was isolated those five different times for um, COVID, I... (laughs) There was one time that I got at my lowest where I almost killed myself. I wrote my suicide letter. Um, I didn't ask for any help. I've actually never told anybody that. My parents don't know about it. I don't even think you guys know about it. But um, I actually almost slipped my wrist. And that was that was the thing that actually almost happened. But uh, I didn't want to, like, freak anybody out by telling them afterwards. Because then I knew I would have to be, like, put in a mental hospital. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's very understandable. Um, it is, though. But, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like, reach out to anybody. Because if I reached out to anybody, I would just be told, like what's wrong with you and i felt like that would have just made it worse yeah that's that's something that happens a lot because like in middle school i felt like everybody was like oh no suicidal is like it's so selfish and like that's the worst thing you could do to somebody and it can be but then also sometimes that's just what the only thing that you think about is that to where like that's your only way out so you think that it would just be better without people there like people don't think about the people that 
are in the suicide mind. Mm-hmm. For me, I completely blacked it out. I don't even remember thinking about it, writing my note, or doing it, or like getting close to doing it. I don't even remember it. So I feel like it's a lot different than what people think it is. It is definitely. Um, I can kind of relate to that a little bit. When I was in middle school, I don't know exactly like when, but I remember I got to like a really really low part in my life, and I remember like texting you like multiple paragraphs of like me just <laughs> feeling like, really that? really low and. I, I didn't I, know what to do. I feel bad that yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. And I was like that's... 15. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we, we were... I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, we were younger than that. <laughs> yeah, we were really... Yeah, we were we were kids. And it sucks that, like, even as a kid, I experienced something like that. I mean, I haven't gone to that, like, that yeah. in a really, really long time. But thinking about it now, it, it was really difficult to come out of that. Yeah. I don't know how I did. But telling people made me feel really insecure and I didn't know how to open up to yeah. others. It made you feel a lot more mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. Than yeah. It, does. it made me feel really, really vulnerable. And also like, like talking to you, it like, you didn't say anything. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, s- I'm so glad that you were still friends. And, stuff yeah. like that. and I'm so happy that you're still here, but like, yeah, I, I, I remember I, reading them and being like, damn dude, that sucks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Did you ever experience anything like that or? Uh, definitely. I have, um, you know with all the stuff that happened like from my childhood and everything uh and my mom has like talked about also like killing herself and and things like that yeah uh so you know as a child like i i knew what that was and for a little while there anytime like my parents would scream at me or like things like that you know very minor things like that would just like i would cry and like melt down Mm -hmm. and like go to my room and i just the only thing i could think of was like I'm going to kill myself, you know, like that would be better. And then so like from doing that from such a young age and then like growing up and like suicide became something that was like, honestly, at one point, like, quote unquote, cool. Like mm-hmm. it was like idolized. Yeah. Um, and so definitely like I was just like, yeah, well, all my problems would be gone if I just killed myself or like same thing with uh-huh. like the things that I did to other people. Or if I felt bad, like for those people, because I did something, I was like, well, yeah, they would just be better if I weren't here. Yeah, I get that. It was definitely normalized in middle school. Yeah, like in middle school, when people were like, I, I, I feel like middle school teachers for us failed. At, like not in a rude way. There are some teachers that like noticed it and definitely sent them to counselors. But there was also some teachers that just failed to see it. They they took it as a joke. Yeah, they yeah. were like, oh, the kid's not gonna actually do it mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, it's middle school and like they're I probably okay. But like that actually hurts their yeah. future. Yeah, um, I'm gonna like talk about like 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 hypothetically, not really like our mental issues. But I remember going into freshman year and there was this boy that had committed suicide. I, I remember that he was the talk. Of, it was actually about this time. Like uh-huh. it was, mm-hmm. it was a few years back, and like he was. It was just like everybody was constantly talking about it, but it was only for a week, and then nothing, nothing came out. Yeah, of it. and I felt like it was just normalized after that. Like it was just normal that people talked about their feelings and like people are suicidal. But they didn't give us any hardly any like resources. They just told us go to the counselors if you're feeling like this or this. But if we do talk about that, then we get our parents called at us and then thrown into a mental institution. And sometimes and calling <laughs> the parents are not the key. It's yeah, not definitely. the best. Obviously, it's not the best. If mm-hmm. we want to feel safe, we shouldn't have our parents called on us and have everybody be involved in something. Especially, you know, they do their job and they they do what they're legally mandated to do, and we understand that. But sometimes you just have to think about like those kids who their source of depression or like suicidal thoughts comes yeah. from their parents 
or like their home life and they don't want that to be shared which can honestly be kind of traumatizing so i understand that the school is uh, definitely doing their job and they're doing what they're legally mandated to yeah. do and everything but i think some of the teachers are definitely amazing oh, definitely. oh yeah yeah oh my god yeah like yeah. Some, some of them have been like a huge support i love my counselor <laughs> yeah. yeah we definitely do have good support systems it's just like you know obviously um these kids might not want to tell the full story of everything because they are being put in uncomfortable situations and we don't know what their home life is like yeah but uh have you guys ever been put in an uncomfortable situation regarding like family or someone that you've trusted so for me, I trusted somebody that um, lived in Colorado Springs. Um, I didn't really know him that well, which was stupid of me, but um, I was sexually assaulted while I was with, um, I was, I had a girlfriend at the time, obviously, again, my ex, but um, so she doesn't really know about this, but she thinks that I cheated on her, but um, what ended up happening is he um, forced me into his back seat. Um, he was actually here in Canyon City. So um, if you don't mind my asking, how did you guys meet? Oh, just um, over, like, Snapchat. Like, I didn't add him. Like, we had, like, 30 mutual friends. Yeah. So, you know, like, you just add them back. And so, um, yeah. So, uh, how long did you guys know each other? Or, like, how long had you guys been texting? Um, probably, good, like, a good month. But, like, again, I, like, strictly said multiple times that I was in a relationship. And then if we ever hung out, it was nothing, like, personal or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. It was never going to turn into anything. So uh, You just were looking for a friend. Yeah. 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 And that kind of just happens whenever you're meeting somebody and you just, you're just expecting them to be okay with you guys just being friends. Yeah. I'm super, I'm super sorry. That went really awkwardly weird. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. So I, I think things just escalated. Yeah. And it basically. Got and it, I couldn't do anything. Uh, my phone was actually completely dead. Um, my parents thought I was at my ex's house because um, I didn't want to tell them because they, like, they have to meet the guy, which now I understand. Um, why they have to meet the guy before I hang out with him or anything like that. They're just protective. But, um, so I really didn't have a way out of it. So definitely, um, I can relate to that as far as like, um, I was sexually assaulted as well by someone who I thought could be a friend. Uh, he was interested in me and I rejected him. Yeah. But, you know, I told him. We could be friends, like, you know, I have no problem still continuing to get to know you and, like, hanging out and everything. Uh, I'm just not really looking for anything right now, you know? And so that's what we did, and, like, we started hanging out, and he started to uh, manipulate me and, like, gaslight me and everything, play victim. Um, and so eventually I started to feel guilty, um, and one night, so he, d he didn't live too far from me, and one night I decided to go over to his house, and uh, we were just, like, talking, you know, I, like, wanted to go tell him, hey, I'm sorry, like, I just don't think we should, like, be friends or anything anymore. And he started to, like, you know, he forced me down onto the ground and, like, things like that. And it just, things definitely escalated really, really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and just got out of hand. Just out of curiosity, do you blame yourself for that, for any of that happening? I mean, literally, while we were talking, I was like, it's my fault that I didn't know him that well. But, um... I don't know. I blame myself a lot for it, and I still do. I mean, I take, like, literally, I keep telling myself in my head that I take full responsibility for it, which is, I, I know, <laughs> so bad, but I just I just keep telling myself that um, it's it's my fault, and that I take full responsibility for it, and right. I shouldn't, but, like, I just feel like it was my fault in the end. Definitely understandable. Uh, I would say the exact same thing. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt when, like, my issue happened. Um... With me, it was my, I was about like seven, I think, 
and I was at my daycare ladies center <laughs> and uh, I was just in this playhouse during like our break or whatever. Yeah. And it was, it was normal. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, her, her son came in. How old was he? He was like high school. Like he oh, was. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I, I don't. It's not him. I have, he might've been like 15, 16. I don't know. Okay. Um, but he did some things. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know if I want to share that, but he, okay. he, he definitely pulled some not okay things. And, uh, it was just like, I avoided him constantly after that. Like me being in that situation. Cause I, I went there really often cause she was my daycare lady, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. So whenever going there and seeing him, I felt like it was my fault because it like that type of stuff happened. I felt like I was the one that was like the cause of it. So whenever he was around, I would get really anxious and I just didn't want to be around him because yeah. I thought I was going to get in trouble. Definitely. And yeah. it really, really changed mm-hmm. me because I, because I'm, I'm also friends with my daycare lady on Facebook now and I see him and it's the weirdest Terrible. experience. Yeah. That's definitely like the worst thing is like, you know, these, these people do these bad things to mm-hmm. whoever. I mean, it doesn't matter, but you know, and they're still going on living their life, you know, probably. Yeah. And you, you don't know if they're still doing that to people. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's just like a scary thought to think that you're not the only person. Yeah, and there have been, like, plenty of times where I think, what if I come out and say something, but I'm also worried that they're going to judge me and say, well, you were also a kid then, so it probably never happened. You probably just dreamed it, and I relive that thought. Yeah. Because I constantly ask myself, what if I did dream it? But then um, I I lived it, though. I Mm. remember it. But it's it's, it's a battle between my thoughts. I'm like, should I tell this? No, I dreamt it. No, I didn't dream it. I... It pretty sure it happened, happened. <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah. it's just your brain trying to like Manipulate. shut it out yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh-huh so for me um after i got sexually assaulted i literally did not like myself anymore um so mm-hmm. i became severely anorexic and then i became bulimic um and then i got broken up with and then i became more bulimic and anorexic <laughs> it um, just it just kept on happening didn't it like yeah it, it was just it was just like I, a cycle of bad i struggle with it a lot i feel like once you like fall into anorexia it kind of sucks because you just feel like 24-7, you're like, oh, if I just don't eat, I'll lose weight. So then you just won't eat. It never it never leaves you. It really doesn't. Yeah, and it, it kind of sucks because I got that at a very young age. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, when I was younger, like, middle school, I remember not eating a lot. But, like, I just remember sixth grade, me, people would bully me for my body. And I just remember being like, oh, they just don't like my body, so I just won't eat. But it, I liked my body. Like, I was okay with it, but other people didn't. So my brain like took in their words and we're like, they don't like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I spring on that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so again, going back to like the thing when 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 you're young, you're really really carefree. Yeah, like, you don't you don't think about that stuff. But then when other people start commenting on like your body or the way you act or the way you say things yeah. or anything about you, you really start to think about it and you get insecure over time and it starts to hurt you. With the, it like, the really words. does. Yeah. It affects you so often. I think it's very crazy uh, how like us as humans we just let people say things you know mm-hmm. and how those things just completely affect us like we we can literally just change our entire lifestyle based on a sentence that someone says to us just because it lives in our brain rent free and it does like messes with us yeah but um anywho I think that I'm I'm very proud of both of you guys you guys have grown so much from every single depressed thing that you guys have had 
Um, Caitlin, you literally have came out your shell so much. I like I remember seventh grade, you would like start shaking to order at Sonic, <laughs> and now you like walk to Sonic by yourself and order. I your do. Food. Like yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Like that's small steps, but like those are good steps to yeah, becoming something big. It's it's weird to compare like all of us. Yeah. Like compared to middle four, school. Yeah. Four, yeah. Like four to five years ago, we were completely different people. Yeah. We were genuinely. We finally like, like have grown into ourselves. Like you guys have grown. Yeah, a crazy amount. Like, yeah, definitely. I'm extremely proud of you guys. <laughs> I'm very glad that we are <laughs> friends, and that we've been able to like watch each other throughout these years. Bro, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a really nice. It's comforting. 110 percent, it is. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like I've grown in a lot of ways, from like toxic relationships to just like um, growing out of my anxiety and finally just trying to talk to new people that I don't even know in like the hallway or something like that or in the library, um, as well as like uh, winning Blossom Queen. That has like opened up so many doors of trying to like not feed your anxiety mm-hmm. so like that and then um I'm, I'm definitely not suicidal anymore so there's that <laughs> um no but like I've I've grown so much from that how about you Caitlin how do you think that you've grown over time so going off of kind of what Andy said about the anxiety thing um I used to have massive panic attacks in Walmart yeah. and like really big stores or even ordering food kind of like what she said I would like shake so bad um, talking to people and I I've definitely grown a lot from that like I, I don't have as bad as problems as I did yeah. yeah Emma do you want to elaborate or yeah um so definitely I feel like I've grown a lot especially since middle school I mean mm-hmm. I hope you know I have you, you <laughs> have you have but um I feel like I've gotten away from a lot of the things I used to do um mm-hmm. I feel like I used to be kind of not that great of a human I was kind of rude to other people just because I could be um, I definitely took a lot of things for granted and, uh, you know, lied a lot, t- cheated, stole, you know, I wasn't a great person, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm very glad that like I've grown from that and I don't do those things anymore. Um, you've also become a lot more responsible. Yeah. Yeah. I, thank you. I definitely like would say that I've gotten a lot more responsible. I've actually started thinking about life and that. Mm-hmm. In your future, you things know? are yeah. getting serious. <laughs> you've you've honestly had like an entire like personality change, like because like mm-hmm. you weren't super like motivated. You used to be a very big like not like in that way, but a tweaker. Like you used to like <laughs> you used to switch friend groups like weekly, and you would just like. Yeah, yeah. dude. I just I don't know what Junior. I was doing. <laughs> I just like would you hop around and yeah. I like did a lot of not great things and like. Uh, never did any drugs, which was really good. <laughs> That's I'm good. proud of myself for <laughs> yeah. that, actually. But um, you were surrounded by them. I, I was definitely surrounded by a lot of not good things, mm-hmm. um, especially in middle school, uh, like towards the end of eighth grade year and freshman year. Mm-hmm. That was a really not great time for me. Yeah. This is where we're gonna wrap things up for today. Thank you guys for listening. Meanwhile, we would recommend you go talk with a friend about you know your issues and stuff because this is this has helped us a lot. I yeah, feel like. definitely this is, has. This I've is learned a lot from both of you, like yeah. just asking questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel it like feels really good to open up to you guys. Yeah, I f- we just we've bonded more. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, you never know. You might help a friend out, so we'd recommend it. Next time we will be talking more in depth about our mental health issues with a friend. Thank you.